Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Welcome to We Hate Movies on the Sideshow Network. Thank you for tuning in, as always. This week, um, guys, I think I'm in love. He's back. I think I'm in love. It's 1989's Blind Fury, directed by Philip Noyce, starring the delicious Rutger Hauer. Him. Him. Capital H. <laughs> yeah, he is oh, back. The Almighty. The and I, I'm telling you, this is the closest I'm coming on this show. Like we're over 200 episodes now. This is the closest I've come to trying to figure out what we're doing here. <laughs> I think this is a totally great movie. Yeah, it's, no, it I is. had so much friggin' fun. I had to get up a busy ass schedule the past couple weeks. We had a lot going on. We had the Gilbert interview was just recorded yesterday, which, by the way, you can pick that up if you haven't checked it out yet. Our interview with Gilbert Gottfried. Um, so, you know, busy, 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 busy. I had to wake up at, like, 6 o'clock this morning to watch this movie. I don't think anyone's ever had to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to ru- watch a Rutger Hauer <laughs> fucking ninja movie. No one. No <laughs> one. Uh, but I did. And it was a great way to come up with the sun. <laughs> this movie is an American remake of Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. So already you're working off of fantastic source do material. They, do they actually credit it? Oh yeah! Oh great! It's, it's a direct, uh, it's a direct. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, this. I mean, that was obvious. Yeah, I'm just I mean, surprised they actually but... gave them gave them their due. And I mean, as good as it is, and I am in agreement, is it's a good movie. But like, let us not forget, it is crazy nonsense. Oh, it's it... fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so this is probably the most fun I've had since I don't oh, yeah. know. Pray for death, maybe. Yeah, in that you know. vein. It's and in we, that got, vein. we got a cast connection here. The Excuse dude me? from Pray for Death and Enter the Ninja and all that shit. Is yeah. he the fi- he's the final guy, right? He's the dude at the yeah. end of the movie. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, dude. Hey, cool. <laughs> Eric, hey, cool. I don't read cast notes. Eric just had the look in his eye like he found out the date he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, I actually did. Simultaneously to both of those things. Uh, fucking what's his name? Shokasugi. Uh, you know, or Koshugi. I don't know how to say it. But that's that, the dude. Awesome, yeah. He, that's awesome. he once made you pray for death, and then he got <laughs> the shit kicked out of him by Rutger Hauer. Somehow, loving somehow. It. Fucking loving it. Loving this movie. <laughs> loving this movie. Yeah, so, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our title of the show, we're not always that negative. Yeah, exactly. You know? You're starting it off with a little bit of a Vietnam flashback. That's where you want to be. 
Indeed. But this is a weird, like, we're just doing this, like, dolly shot through this war zone, and it's just fucking corpses everywhere. And I'm, I I didn't know what this movie was about. I saw the clip where he, like, spits the rock at the kid's yeah. head, and that was it. <laughs> so I had no idea what this movie but, was. But and that's I'm, a big selling point. Oh, well, sold me it's on the huge, movie. a huge selling point. <laughs> Eric that... was like, I want to do Blind Fury. I was like, what's that? He sent me that clip. I was like, doing it. <laughs> there I've, it is. Th- I, I grew up on this movie. I've seen this movie, like, ten times. Oh, really? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I envy... <laughs> The weird cable TV raised lifestyle of Eric Siska. It was a wild time. Yeah, man. it was just like we we just had the wrong hours. You were watching the hours where all this shit happened, and like, yep, I was like watching Shawshank a hundred times. Yeah, well, you guys were watching uh, what was it, Hogan's Family. I was Hogan. watching this bizarre shit on Cinemax. See, that's the See, thing. That's, that's, the that's Cinemax. Why... It's the Cinemax that does it. I definitely didn't have the movie channels as a little kid. That's why I've got all the fucking ridiculous TV knowledge that I don't need. You, we're yeah. raised on TV. Yeah. Just TV that nobody needs to remember. I know uh, <laughs> a lot about movies with shirtless men fighting each other. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And that's what we're getting in this movie. So Rutger Hauer, you know, we're, we're going through... A, what I didn't know until later in the movie was it was because, like, a little mortar had gone off and blew the place to shit. I could have sworn I saw, like, a helicopter crash. And I was like, oh, something, some, like a chopper th- went down or some shit. Well, I think it was just, isn't it just the sounds coming from the radio and it's like also overlaying with what well, what was happening in the past or something? Right. But oh, is also, that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, because it's a crashed, it is like a blown up bunker is what it is. Right. right? They use, they use, this is the, the same set they used on the Twilight Zone movie. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> no, that shit got <laughs> torn down. <laughs> Salted and that, everything. Yeah, was that a set or was that like real jungle? Um, I don't know. Might have, I guess it might have been real. Either way, torn down. It salted was, uh, the earth. What happened was real. Anyway, it was that much. That's that's when the movies got a little too real. But yeah. uh, so so he realizes, you know, you get to Rutger and he's like crawling around on the ground, and you just yeah. hear him say like, "I can't see, I can't I see, see anything." And he kind of like futzes around, and he's walking, walking, walking. He's he's blind. He's clearly blind. Yeah. And uh, he hits this trip wire and gets pulled up in a net. And I'm like, how's he getting out of this? Yeah. Well, the Ewoks have got him this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 let's eat him. Oh, oh. Those, it's the weird Ewoks that speak English. Yeah. Oh, God, that's Those, terrifying. It's the fucking pre-Jedi Ewoks, man. It's sheer terror. <laughs> no subtitles necessary. Um so I'm just like, all right, like he's he's finished. But instead, he's like, you know, brought to a village or whatever. You Take cut to minute. him. He's got like leaves over his eyes. Someone's taking care of him. And I'm just like, how is he not being murdered? Right. Yeah, he would have he... totally been murdered. Oh, yeah. He would have been, you know, <laughs> sliced and diced. You don't see the fact that he's like rescued by kindly villagers. Yeah. You right. know, you don't see him getting out of the thing. It just cuts to him with like shit over his eyes. And I'm like. You have to show, like, a little kid come out of the forest and be like, oh, I'll get you down or something yeah. like that. Because you get pulled up in a net in Vietnam, dude, you're done for. Or, like, unless it's, like, a lost tribe or, so, like, some crazy thing where, like, this village has been isolated. They don't know about the Viet Cong. Well, I mean, they very well might be the way these people. I mean, like, they're out of the way. They do seem oddly untouched by the conflict. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they kind of, like, they're kind of fucked up people. Like they, they, <laughs> well, they, they don't have dirt bikes well, and cars. No, no, because like 
the tests of strength is cut in a squash. Well, you know, that's like basic training. That's like level one. Yeah, but no, but it's what the master does. That's what your final thing is, is cutting the squash. Listen, dude, <laughs> having to be blind and you have to stand in a room and hear for someone tossing a squash across a room and successfully dice it, mm-hmm. that's fucking advanced level shit. Right? I, I would say That's I impressive. Guess. Let's I, see I, your ass do that. Well, doubtful. I'm not blind yet. Da- well, I'll fix that shit. <laughs> This is like Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, this movie is like a ninja Daredevil. It's yeah. pretty much what's going on. It's so, great. Yeah. So these these villagers start training him because I guess it's they realize like okay, this guy's blind. He's got a hard road ahead. The least we can do is train him to be a ninja assassin. Yeah, it just swordsmanship. It's it's. I'm you know I don't know too much about culture. But <laughs> but I'm wondering, just in general, like Viet- all cultures, Vietnamese, uh, Vietnamese, Viet- Vietnamese. Oh, excuse me! <laughs> I didn't realize I was podcasting with Ho Chi Minh. <laughs> I didn't realize I was podcasting with Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> well, you always are. He's always there. The specter, the, always in the, the back. The specter, the chicken smelling specter, is always just hovering above. Oh my god! Well, I I was just wondering if they have this. I don't know if the swords, the so, the swords, the swordsmanship <laughs> would be similar to what they're showing on the screen. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, and also it's weird too. Like, wh- why are Vietnamese people yeah. training him to be like a, a samurai? Assassin? Yeah. yeah. I, I, it just... doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> Maybe they're like a lost Japanese. Uh, group well, that's of why I, I, I buy that it was just like some, you know, random tribe in the middle of Nam and they just right. picked him up. They thought they were getting a hog or something. Well, but there is... like. <laughs> Get ready to eat, kids. We caught ourselves a hot... No, fuck, it's a blind white yeah. guy. Rutger yeah. ha- Hogger? <laughs> I, Dude, mean, I so... guess it would depend upon like how hungry they were. Yeah. It's like, all right, can everybody suck it up and eat this guy? Because yeah. I'll fix it. Well, I'll I think that's what up. they cut out of the movie, and I like I, I kind of would have liked that. A little t- a touch of cannibalism? Well, no, just like a couple of guys, you know, the, the elders of the tribe being like, look, yeah, we could eat them. But, you know, that's just, what's that going to do? <laughs> One day, two days for our entire... That's true. Uh, you know, like, uh, eat a fish, you got a meal, teach a man to fish, he eats forever. There you or go. Whatever the fuck that saying is. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Who's that guy? Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I just I butchered that Jesus quote. Well, if it wasn't Jesus, it was one of his pals. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in his crew. One of the dudes who wrote Jesus' lyrics, but crazy people still say that Jesus said which, it. Which, uh, which apostle of Jesus' is, is his turtle? <laughs> oh, man. It's got to be uh, maybe Paul. Paul, I was going to say, right? yeah. Paul's the one you want to go to. Really? Was he, a, was he a crumb bum? He founded the church, didn't he? Or was that Peter? Wait, no. Peter's got the gates. Let's move along. <laughs> We, I'm, we're ignorant about Christianity. <laughs> Listen, Catholic school, Catholic school whipping boy Steve Zadek is not on this episode. Yeah, he doesn't to have. let us know which apostle would have been Jesus's turtle and <laughs> which one would have been the crumb bum. <laughs> I, well, I know no, they're, well, they're first all, of all great. Jesus's turtle goes hand in hand with Jesus's crumb. Bum. I, I suppose it's that's the same true. apostle, I, 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 whichever right. one it is. Yeah. Right? Maybe we, Peter. All right. So, so he's, we get like this training montage. You know, it's like not only will we teach you to walk around, we'll teach you to like defend yourself. And yeah, because also it's not just like swordplay and whatever else. Because 
you know, he's just an army guy. Like, they have to train him well, in, like, the martial building, arts. He's, he's building his senses. Yeah, you know, his, he's, his rank is army guy. Uh, you know, he's building his senses. Right, he's how, learning, how to live as a blind space. man. Yeah, you know. Um, he learns swordsmanship by, like, hugging the guy. Yeah, it's kind of like in like like teen romance movies where it's like I'll t- I'll teach you how to shoot pool, yeah, yeah. sexy lady, yeah, and like the dude like bends that. over, you know, to like you just got to like, put your arm like this. Or it's also used a lot with golf, uh, more dangerous right. films. Maybe this is how you shoot a gun sexily. Just here's uh, oh, or yeah. you know another one, aiming a bow and arrow. Aiming, Ooh, but that, that's that's a, that's a big one. That's oh, all yeah. over the Hunger Games. Sexy bow and yes, arrow instruction. That's true. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's how you flirt. <laughs> So hey, this guy take this weapon with me. <laughs> so this guy's flirting with Rucker Howard so long that we flash forward to Dude. Rucker Howard having a big old beard, and it's great. Twenty oh, yeah. years, twenty years. Well, oh, not yet, not yet. But oh, he, right. But he's still deep in the jungle, and he True. gets that big blonde beard. But he's like mm. a regular in the village now. They stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they mm. stop yelling out like, "Hey, white man!" Yeah, it's right. like, "Oh, there's Fred." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. He's a regular. You Parker. Know. Parker's his name, right? I'm yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and eventually, so yeah, we get like the final thing. There's a crowd of people around and someone hucks this squash or whatever and he slices that thing up good. And he graduates so they could, they send him back to the Who US wants to roast root vegetables? Yeah, no, exactly. The, the prize is you just eat that thing that you sliced yeah. open. We, dinner. <laughs> we do not know how he gets back to America. We no. just know that he does. It's 20 years later he now. He doesn't get back to America for 20 years because he's presumed dead. Oh, no, I know that, and he was on the wall and whatnot. Right, right. Um, wow, yeah. So he's, is he, he's fresh off the boat here? Well, well I get, I, it's a little wishy-washy. I don't well, know. I, I'm just assuming in that tribe they also gave him, like, Nightcrawler powers. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, not? you mix that up there. They knew, I mean, they knew all the ninja it, skills. He's not? got the power to, like, run around like a scumbag filming dead people in car. Oh, oh, you meant the X-Men. Oh, I'm yes, sorry. Yes, yes, Oh, not, I'm sorry. Not Jake Gyllenhaal. No. Oh, oh uh, I'm no, sorry. No, not, you know, play with murder scenes. No. <laughs> so, no, not Rutger. So he's just, he's just walking on the side of the street now in Florida. And this soundtrack, this score, this, yes. like, 80s... Twangy eighties. The hard target score reminded me very much of. Yes, it is like like roots fart rock. Oh yeah, you know that's kind of where we're at. And oh, it's got a little bit of a twang too. Yes, oh, it just tickles your ears because it's it's like southern rock too. It's got that synth to it. Oh (laughs) yeah, dude. It should be like the law that all music is made like this. I agree. I would. I would. <laughs> Let's pass that. some legislation. <laughs> Let's do it. So <laughs> then, after we've been watching this blind man learn all these skills and you know really be able to you know make something of his life now has a lot to work with. Yeah. Now begins just blind man jokes, <laughs> and we yeah. start with him almost stepping in dog shit. Yeah, he walks right over that dog shit, though. It's and, pretty great. And then almost almost angering an alligator. It's kind of great because this alligator <laughs> is very cartoonish. Yeah, it's just sitting there, and he's just like, oh, thank you, doggy. Yeah, he's like, good doggy. <laughs> you know, because he hits it with his little walking stick, and the alligator's just like, hey, <laughs> good doggy. And he steps over it. Hey, I'm just tanning here. Yeah. <laughs> on the side of the road because Florida. Yes. Yeah. Always because Jesus, Florida. Jesus, what a fucking death trap. <laughs> <laughs> and he makes his way to a restaurant and he sits down and he's getting himself a burrito. And this is this. Now, there's blind man jokes. And then the other thing in this movie is fucking with blind people. Yeah. 
which I do not under, and I've never understood this. I've been around blind people a ton, and you never fucked with them. I've never fucked with them. I've never. This is the thing in movies all the time in TV where it's like the wave your hand in front of the yeah. blind person, flip off the blind person. You've never done that. No, no. I'm kidding. I never did. I'm so a fucking human being. But it's just I don't like the fascination with the blind kind of like someone, you, and it's with the blind because like you know. You don't see in movies someone's like, oh, that guy's deaf. And someone sneaks up behind that person and is like, oh, like right behind them. You know? Sure. But with blind people, it's <laughs> not a lot of people die behind deaf people. <laughs> yeah, I realized that was the Chucky scream. But, you know, no one's ever like testing the deaf like that in movies that much. But blind people all the fucking time waving hands in front of faces. You're really blind, buddy. Are you really blind? Well, that's what like everybody does it in this movie. It's like every other scene, even the fucking kid does it. No one is believing in the blind. The kid is the biggest offender. Oh, my God. And we'll get there. But let's talk about these burrito bags. Yeah, first. Because they're douchebags. With this hot sauce fucking prank they pull, now, man. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I don't get offended by much in movies. But squandering a burrito for the purposes of an offensive, insensitive prank really steams my clams. Yeah, you do not mess with a burrito. He's no. got a burrito's delicious sacred burrito's thing. Ta- yeah, yep. You know what? Burritos, tacos, and quesadillas, as far as I'm concerned. You yep. don't go near them. I'll co-sign that legislation. Thank you. <laughs> Write your congressman. We can get the right. Senate yeah. on board. We've got this. They yeah. can't agree on important things, so let's send them shit like hey, this. The House just passed Iran nuclear test. We can do whatever we want, man. We can get these burritos in. <laughs> well, I, well, shit, man. I don't know. With the Republicans controlling things now up there, I don't know. I'm not going to let you pass legislation about Mexican food. Yeah, they're going to try to deport our burritos. <laughs> That's sad. I don't want to think about oh, we that. We want That's amnesty sad. for the burritos. Yeah. We want so this poor them. this poor burrito, right? Like he's about to bite into this delicious burrito. And this ass hat comes up and he's just like, "Oh, hey there, buddy. You need some hot sauce on that burrito." And it's like, you know, here's mild or fucking, you know, rat poison. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll take mild. Thank you. And the guy, of course, puts in the super spicy. There's a skull and crossbones on like it. A uh-huh. bowlful. Yeah. Drowns this thing. Like pure cap or something like that. <laughs> And then Rucker Howard takes a bite, and it's like, you know, and all these dudes start laughing their balls off. What the fuck is wrong with you? Just laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then he turns it, though, because he's a badass, and he's like, oh, actually, it's a little mild for my taste kind of a thing. And he finishes that fucking burrito. Yep. Yeah. It's awesome. And then so, like, they start messing with a lady, and her purse goes flying, and he picks it up, and they're like, give me the purse back, blind guy. And he's like, no, that's okay. And beats the shit out of these dudes, Daredevil style. It's awesome. It's pretty great. And he does the stumble. Like, he's pretending like he's stumbling, but he's beating the shit out of people. Yes. It's the, I'm going to, like, mess with you. Like, a little bit of, like, drunken master. It's almost like like a Jacques Tati move. Like, he's just kind of like, (laughs) oh, did I do that? He flops out of a folding chair and kicks someone in the teeth. (laughs) It's so awesome. And that's when you, that's the moment when I was like, oh. Oh, it's this movie. Oh, absolutely. I'm on board. I'm on board from burrito scene one Yeah, man. with this movie. But we, we don't got any, like, big cuts with this fight. 
No, yeah. oh, he's he's oh. not even using the sword yet. No, he's just this is just like a staff at this well, point. Well, <laughs> he's on his way to Meg Foster's house. Right, so he rolls up to the old Foster residence and uh Now, she did she date Stallone or Schwarzenegger? Does it matter? <laughs> I mean, they are. I guess they are the same thing. I have no idea. I think she did, but she, I would wager Sylvester Stallone just cuz I think Arnold was married to Maria Shriver for a very long time. But hmm. I, I have no knowledge of her dating either beef. <laughs> I just I was just thinking of uh, I don't know her dating history. I mean, she was in movies with Roddy. No, Piper I remember and Dolph just reading Lundgren. like tr- when I was reading trivia about her at some point. Oh, I read something about one of them. Oh yeah, I don't um, know. But also, but I she's also but she's in Lords of Salem, is she not? Is she not the witch in the main? Yes, I do yes. believe that is Meg Foster. And I wanted to do a shout out for Lords of Salem because it's the best thing. In yeah, I'll, I'll the keep plugging that movie. Yeah. Four years on, what the hell? Yeah. It's great. He's got a new movie coming out that uh, it already has distribution. It's not even made yet. Oh, really? It's called Thirty One or something like that. Oh, because he was going to do the Blob for so long. Never mind. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else is doing the Blob because Sam Jackson just got cast. Oh as yeah, the main I did character. see that. Get this motherfucking Blob out of my motherfucking movie theater. I think it's Simon <laughs> West, by the way. Oh, is Simon West I directing it? I think it's it? a Simon West movie. I see. Um, so, so he goes to Meg Foster's house, and he's you know he's looking for uh, renowned ter- uh, character actor Terry O'Quinn, who I've been noticing early on in movies is being credited as Terrence, Terrence O'Quinn. It's a Terrence O'Quinn, and he is moustacheless in this movie, and you can fucking keep it. Goodbye. Say I mean, it. he's moustacheless <laughs> as John Locke on Lost, but like when I think of like Terry O'Quinn in anything else but Lost, I'm like he's got to have that mustache. Yeah, he's got a mustache. When he plays a character, he plays a super soldier on the X-Files in season nine, but he's also in the X-Files movie as a different character. Look, if he's not going to have a mustache, right? just get David Morse. <laughs> You're, wow, David Morse is the mustacheless equivalent of Terry O'Quinn. That's what you You're need. Get, you're getting the same caliber of excellent older man character. Well, you know, I'm glad we're getting to the bottom of something. <laughs> Dude, we hate movies clearing up questions. <laughs> Left and right. Uh, so he's like, hey, I was, I'm looking for your husband. And she's like, well, we got divorced and he lives in Reno. Right, Mr. Yes. Devereaux. Yes. Devereaux. So she's like, you know, come on in, war buddy. And don't we, before this, uh, see him being hung from, the, from a building? Oh, he is being dangled Suge Knight style. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, <laughs> like a casino with this evil Western businessman. Mr. Devereaux, you're going to cook us that meth. And the guy who has a name, but his nickname's Tex, and I've just always called him Tex, who's in every movie. Oh, yes. Uh, big, yeah, just know him as Tex. Uh, te- Tex Cobb or something? I don't know. Ty Cobb? <laughs> 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 are we talking about the gentleman that plays the bounty hunter in Raising Arizona? Yes. yes. Skag? Skag. Slag, Slag in this movie. Slag. Yes. Slag it is. Slag it is. Right. He was also in uh, na- na- one of the Naked Guns. It's the in third prison, one, maybe? In prison? I don't remember. He is in a Naked Gun movie. Yes. The, yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah. Tex whatever. Tex. I'm just calling him Tex. Yeah. Uh, so I'm yeah, pulling we're... up the internet ticker. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it. <laughs> the thing is, so the other side of this movie is Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, Chris Cabin, and Randall Tex Cobb. Oh, really? Ah, I said Cobb. Well, he, you guys, wow, the powers combined right here. Dude, we are Captain Idiot. <laughs> Our powers combined. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole thing is Terry O'Quinn's kind of been, like, 
held captive by this drug lord and forced to do like Heisenberg work. Yeah. So it's like and it is season. blue, by the way. It's blue. It's totally blue meth. Blue meth. This is the, the Breaking Bad. Stole it. Yeah. Ripped it hey, right uh, off. Completely. Uh, I'm sorry, Vince Gilligan. I love you, but uh, let me see your VHS copy of Blind Fury. You're right. signed. Honestly, VHS. <laughs> I signed s- by Terry O'Quinn. I gotta say, guys, this past week. I'm I'm my I'm I don't I feel like Vince Gilligan is not all he's cracked up to be. <laughs> Why? What else happened? Um, he came. What, in, he what came, else happened to you this week with Vince Gilligan? He came in third on Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you said he got housed by someone who he Neil, shouldn't have. Neil Flynn. Uh, Neil Flynn, yeah, huh? Yeah, from uh, the janitor from Scrubs and the guy in the middle. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, um, for those eight people out there watching the middle, yeah, I believe he's a Second City guy. Going yeah, back. he's a he's a big improv guy. You yeah. might, might remember him from The Fugitive. Give him Sean the Fugitive, <laughs> of course you do. Which um, did what's his face direct The Fugitive? No, he directed at least Clear and Present Danger. Well, noise, yeah, he did Clear and Present. Danger. All right, yeah, and my, I think Patriot Games as well. Getting my Harrison Ford movies mixed <laughs> up. So yeah, so so Terry O'Quinn's being held captive in a. In the penthouse of a Reno casino, uh, and he's being forced to cook blue meth. Oh, it's, he's like it's a, not a penthouse. It's like a janitor's closet. But it's on the penthouse level. <laughs> it's the, the janitor's, janitor's closet. closet on the penthouse level. Yes, yes. <laughs> and he's cooking that sweet, sweet blue dream. He's getting uh, visited by this showgirl who comes into this movie right. for she's, no reason. Well, I think she's his girlfriend, actually. Is she? I think that's yeah, where we're I, led to believe. Okay. Yes, I think, yes. Because they sort of hint that they live together even though he's been fucking kidnapped and put in this janitor's yeah, closet like, for most of the movie this is what happens when you're a chemist in america exactly dude exactly you better look out unless you want to go work for big pharma right yeah you, you either make boner pills or you make fucking blue meth for yeah. some reno tycoon yeah both are totally blue and what is what is the um the 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 kingpin's name here mccready or something Macre- i think it's mccready uh, it's almost always McCready. Yeah, well, it's also sort of a vague drug trade, except the situation is he's terrible at being like oh, a he's, kingpin. He's awful at it. And he's in debt to like other mafia or something. Well, he's like the loser of the group. Like <laughs> on so the, awesome. On the strip. Yeah, McCready, they, by the way. They yeah. are making fun of him at all the big like <laughs> union meetings that they've got. Well, let's point out, first of all, not for nothing, we're in... V- uh, Reno and not Las Vegas. Okay, oh, yes. so you know Reno. If well, you... even for shitty, I mean, we'll get to it. But even for shitty casinos, this place looks like a Denny's. <laughs> it's, yeah, you're getting home fries wherever you turn. It's really gross. But anyway, <laughs> so so we cut we cut back to Florida, and it's like you know, yeah, we got a divorce. He talked about you all the time. His picture is still up. Oh, by the way, you're presumed dead and you're on the Vietnam War Memorial Wall. Uh, You know, all this stuff. And they're just kind of chatting, catching up. The shit-eating kid comes in. And this is the kid, by the way, played JT on Step by Step. Really? And we have talked about this kid before because he was... Yeah. Because he's also... He's been a piece of shit somewhere else? Yeah, he's the piece of shit. He's the kid in Ford Fairlane. Wow. That the Dice Man adopts at the end of the movie. Oh, my God. That's this guy. Oh, my God. Interesting trivia about this kid. Please. While shooting some season of Step by Step, he was involved in a traffic incident 
where he was shot in both arms. What? How does that even happen? I don't know, but he thought it was a great idea to put this on his IMDb profile. What? The, what? That and yeah, and he dropped out of acting and he's like working at a gas station. That he, is wait, wait, he, in his IMDb bio. Yes, he, he it says that, that he's in a gas station. It's a gas station owned by his parents. Wait a second. So says his IMDb bio. So, Why would somebody what? update that? I'm, I'm saying... <laughs> I don't know. Leave it a dream, man. That, that <laughs> might be true, but it's not him putting it up there. Yeah, it's people. no. It was some mean person. <laughs> yeah, people people that hate his guts, some townies. Oh, I saw JT from Step by Step working at a gas station. Better go update IMDb. <laughs> if that's the case, that person's the biggest loser on the planet. Yes. Yeah, they're out there. Updating JT's IMDb profile. Oh, they're out there. They'll do it. <laughs> so anyway, you know, there's a knock at the door, a little rat-a-tat-tat, and uh, these two police officers just barge into this house, and I'm like, well, that's fake police. Like, yeah. it's clearly fake police, because, like, and here's the thing. If you're dressing up like a police officer, as a criminal, if yeah. you're dressing up as a police officer to, like, fool somebody also a great idea yeah oh yeah well, try wait, it out are, are they not <laughs> i thought they were corrupt cops no, no i think that i think well they, i think they're phony baloney police officers i think they are phony baloney but okay. but there is a chance there's always a chance that they're a corrupt cop because that line i mean it could i mean it criminal. just could be the bad acting i'm not I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you it couldn't be <laughs> yeah that. you know what <laughs> it might be the bad acting but you know well you would think if it's a trained police officer even if he's crooked you're going to come to the door. You're going to do everything right. You know, yeah. You're going to be right. how Joe Pre- Pesci pretends to be a cop in the and first guess, Home Alone. Exactly. And I guess you're not going to be followed by a cigar-chomping fucking stonehead. <laughs> yeah, you're not being <laughs> followed around by a man named Slag. <laughs> yes, that's correct. And so they really aren't great at like keeping the facade up for very long. No. Like They barge in like, where's the kid, bitch? And she's like, what? <laughs> And they're like, ah, we need to talk to your son. He may have been witness to a crime. And she's like, oh, okay. I thought you called me a bitch for a second. (laughs) And, you know, they're looking around for the kid. And then Rucker Rucker Hauer, like, smells evil on these guys. The thing here. And, uh, you know, it's like what seems to be the problem, officer. And then, again, not keeping up the facade, in runs slag. And he's just (laughs) breaking in. And so, like... Rucker Hauer assumes, or she assumes, that he's a detective because he's wearing this cheap suit and he's not dressed like a police officer. Right. And they just, they get into it. Oh, my God. And And this is where, if I was, like, ever, if an ounce of my soul was on the fence about this movie, oh, this scene hammers it home. (laughs) Because you realize his walking stick is also a sword. And you realize... (laughs) Slag is actually shooting Meg Foster with a shotgun. Yes. Dude, that's how this thing kicks <laughs> off. It's like, oh, yeah, shotgun. And I'm, I'm like, oh, Meg Foster's in this movie. That's cool. <laughs> nope, not nope. making it out not of this for scene. for long. Dude, we're not even at like 15 minutes. She's blasted away. Cameo performance. And the cops are like, hey, man, we didn't sign up for this. But the blind man is... A witness to the crimes. And I think even they are doing the little wave across the face thing. Oh, everyone's awful. Oh, by the way, by the jeez, did we do we mention that Billy flips him off? Oh yeah, right the kid flips him this? off and Before he grabs this, his yeah. hand. That's how he he's out. announced. That's how you announce your secondary character, man. Yep. I'm a shithead. Yep. 
this kid kind of sucks. Oh, yeah, big time. So anyway, <laughs> that kid's already gone, and uh, here we have three guns pointed at Rutger Howard, and he's got his walking stick, and he's pulling it up. Oh, boy, what, what comes out of that? Sword town. We're yeah. going to sword town. And what happens? Completely severs one of these cops' hands. And what's awesome, it's like muscle memory of the hand. Yeah. The hand fires the gun post-severing. Yeah, it's on the floor, and it shoots a bullet. Oh, God, it's great. And then he just slashes these other fuckers up. Oh, man. The one what? guy gets, like, jacked up against the, the wall, and Rutger Howard, like... Just pulls that up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Just that, eh, 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 just get that sword right up into that mm-hmm. rib cage. This dude's dead instantly. Oh, yeah, well, dude. No, All the, those bones the, are That's gone. what I, the second cop is hilarious to me because first he gets him up against a wall and he, like, does the old, like, back forth thing. Yes. Like, and. Chris just acted it out for I everyone. acted it out. I don't know why I did that. I but. wasn't even looking, so I still have no idea. Oh, was, <laughs> do it again. Oh, yeah, the yeah. old, like, I'm going to slash one way and then slash, slash the, the other, other way across your the, chest. the under-upper. But, yeah. <laughs> but because, like, they don't, like, it's a, uh, the uniform is, like, dark blue. You can't see blood. So it just looked like he was having a heart attack suddenly. <laughs> he's like, <"Gah!" laughs> Yeah, no, he's not having a heart attack, though. His insides are falling out onto well, the no, floor. because he comes back out for him. Who? Slag, though. The oh, sec- oh, Slag, because... No, 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 the second cop comes back out. Oh, before he gets jacked up against the wall? Yeah, after that, he comes back. Oh, Jesus. What and is he, he gets fucking like, T-1000? No, he gets like the... You know, well, I'm going to do the movement again, where... <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, he takes the sword and, like, Rutger Howard does the cool, Under like, he's not arm. even looking, oh, and, yeah. like, shoots it backwards. That's what you're and right. That's when he gets him. the guy. Oh, oh it's yeah. all awesome, you guys. It it's all fantastic. awesome. It Don't was, worry it about it. See, you know, it's... It's so awesome, it's confusing, because there's a sword flying around, you don't know what's happening. <laughs> the fight choreography in this movie is really impressive. It's great. This it's is really, than, really well done. This is better than your Age of Ultrons and all your other, <laughs> fi- your other fighter movies. Let me tell you something. This movie cost $180 million less than the Age of Ultron. Action scenes you can follow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like that movie, but I'm not getting dizzy watching Blind Fury. No. I know where every character is at all times <laughs> on the screen, where they're standing on the, you know, the set. Yeah, I mean, I kind of miss the, back in the old days when I could just watch a, uh, you know, a 40-year-old man th- hit, hit someone with a sword. <laughs> Instead, I got to watch a, a green monster get punched with a, with a, with a space arm. <laughs> Do you also miss big band music? <laughs> Sometimes, if it's a raucous evening... <laughs> I've had a couple drinks. <laughs> Eric really misses the year 1998. That fucking big band revival. Oh, cranking what a, the Vitrola. Man, what back, a time to be alive. Back then, man, when I was f- traveling around following the Brian Setzer Orchestra across the country. <laughs> so anyway, Meg Foster's dying words are like, my ex-husband's in Reno. Yeah. Take the kid there. Avenge me. Dead. And I'm like, wow. Adios, Meg Foster. Thought we had more time. With your beautiful gray eyes. Well, but now we also know that, like, so, you know, Terrence O'Quinn <laughs> yeah. and Rucker Howard were in NOM together, and, like, he was the one that... Yeah, Terry O'Quinn's kind of, like, responsible for the blinding for yeah, some that's... reason. I didn't understand he, that. He's, like, he was a complete coward, and then he got blinded? Is that what happened? That's... Terry O'Quinn, think... like, like pussied out about something? Yeah, and that's Rucker... what it sounded like. Right, Rucker they lost were, his they were like, juggling a grenade or something, and... <laughs> 
that's not what happened. It was a sneak attack. Right. Well, yeah, and uh, grenade juggling. They were playing with phosphorus, you know, the the flares. (laughs) They were just joking around with one another. I was trying to show them how cool it is when you burn certain compounds and they make different colored flames. No, And then I just lit gunpowder on fire. No, seriously, I could put it in my ass. Come look closer. And that's how it happens. (laughs) You had to pass the time somehow. If you blind your best friend in war by lighting a fart on fire... That's embarrassing. It's probably happened. That's shameful. I would, I mean, I think, yeah. They got to take you to the Hague for that. You know what? <laughs> that's a uh, dishonorable discharge. Yeah, I think that's, I, I don't think the Hague Dude, necessarily. Uh, yeah, well, oh, can we just all stop for a second and acknowledge the dual joke that was dishonorable discharge? Yes. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I'm going to leave now on a high note. So Rucker takes this kid and, like, the kid kind of just goes quietly at first, like, all right, fine. He's like, he's like, where's my mom? And he's like, don't worry about that now. We just have to get going. And the kid's like, all right, sure. we'll pick this up again later. Oh, sure, stranger. And, and then, you know, we proceed uh, the first of many scenes of people riding on a bus in this movie. <laughs> We're on public transportation an awful lot in this yeah. movie. And there's a thing where he almost gets uh, busted by a cop, but then like... Oh, well, because the kid's making a scene in the bus station, and this police officer comes up like, hey, is everything right right over here? And Rutger Hauer like touches this dude's chest, and he's like, sure is. And he feels around for the badge, and he's like, officer? Like, if you're not wearing a badge in that situation, right, and he's feeling your chest, I'd be like... All right, blind guy, I get it, but what are you doing? I, I'd be like... What are you feeling around for? I'd be like, yo, if someone like Rucker Howard did that to me, I'd be, I'd be like, I'd be like, I'm in my apartment's not too far from here. Feel like the you prom know? queen for once? Yeah. <laughs> so probably the most famous scene in this movie, I guess like internet famous, is... Because this is the scene that sold me on doing this episode. Yeah. They're at a bus stop. Or the bus is, like, you know, pulled over, taking a Yeah, they've gotten on the bus. They're on the bus to go to... We're taking a bus from Florida to Reno, that Nevada, by the way. long fucking ride. Yeah, listeners not familiar with American geography. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's a long time to be on a, on a bus. And yeah, I, they don't account for it in the movie. No, not really. <laughs> it, All of a sudden... Again, Nightcrawler! Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like now leaving Alabama, and you're just like, Jesus, that's already... That's like really... Fucking 20 hours on a and bus. you're on a bus. Like, man, the smell. Yeah, a bus coming from the swamp of Florida. People eager to go to Reno, Nevada. Yeah, it's yeah. not good. Plug it up, Bruno. Smell-o-vision. <laughs> so, oh, man. Oh, so we, we make a pit stop, and you're refueling or whatever's going on. It's pouring rain outside. And Rutger Hauer slips in the mud. And you're like, Jesus, that's embarrassing. This yeah. poor you know, blind guy falls in the mud. He takes it hard, man. Well, what's great is the kid, like an asshole, is laughing at him, and then yeah. this kid eats shit too, which is awesome. Right, because the kid then runs out there and he fucking face plants on the dirt. It's amazing. It's just what this kid had coming. Mm-hmm. And then he starts crying, and, <laughs> and that's what. No, you know what? There is no sweeter treat for me in a movie than when like a shitty kid who's being a dick about something like goes to like be arrogant in some way and hurts themselves or whatever, and then starts crying. No, oh yeah. Oh, who's he, so tough now? Doesn't he kid? trip him Who? with the cane? 
Oh, does he really? He does. Oh, I didn't oh, notice that. Yeah, does yeah. he? Yeah, it's like oh, a little like fuck dude. you. Swift justice. This ninja shit, man. Blink and you miss it. No, this is some great yeah, no, stuff. Yeah, totally. Were you watching this on like a quarter of the speed? No, he was watching the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he was slowing it down to catch the night crawling. I like that. This is where he teleports. I the swear. verb is night crawling. By the way, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> to catch the night crawling. And then the kid says something about. Oh God, he says that he might get pneumonia, but the way he pronounces it. Do you remember that? It's like no. What does he say? Amunia or something. Amunia. Oh, Jesus. Maybe I was drunk, but <laughs> I think that happens. And then the kid. Does the, the this is the famous he part? Man. Picks up this like gumball sized rock and he's yeah. like, okay, hey, they gave me a piece of candy, want it? And he's like, yeah, okay. And like Rutger Hauer, at this point, you've been blind for two decades. Okay, if someone's gonna give you something to eat, like don't open your mouth like a baby bird. Like, put well, your hand out. That the village, maybe they fed him like that. Oh, I guess that could be. But, yeah, actually, you do see him being fed <laughs> by the villagers, hand to mouth. But also, this kid's been nothing but a piece of shit to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, from beginning to end, and I understand it's a kid and you have to be understanding and everything. But, like, why do you think, like, really, honestly, even if a kid's, like, been a shit to you this whole day, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's a piece of candy. Yeah, uh, the shit uh, the shit tap has not been plugged <laughs> just yet. So he puts a rock in Rutger Hauer's mouth, and then Rutger Hauer pretends to swallow it, and the kid's, Ugh. like, mortified. And then he spits it back at him and nails him right in the <laughs> noggin. Oh, yeah, take that, kid. Take it. Once again, eat shit. JT, you little monster. <laughs> God, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, in Andrew's defense, this kid is pretty obnoxious in this movie, and he's really overdoing it. And you know what's kind of weird? Like, they're just getting on that bus covered in mud. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. It's really, really gross. And I mean, again, you're in... That's a long trip you still got ahead of you. Because this is just in <laughs> Alabama, right? Or it's like right? right when they cross over. It's not specified, but... Yeah. Odds are they still had a long, a long way to go. time and a lot of not washing to do. So there's a little bit of like a flashback thing going on. Not a flashback so much as like, he's like, so you were friends with my dad. And he kind of goes into it like, you know, we were friends. Oh, no, this is it's literally yeah. a flashback. This is where he you see what happens. Right. And he's like, you know, yeah, your dad and I like met in basic training. We were fast friends, blah, 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 blah. Then, you know, we learned we were coming home or whatever the situation you know, was. It was the night before they were going to go home. Right. Yeah. And two days away from retirement from <laughs> yeah. army. And like, it's really like they're, they're, they're treated as like really like assholes. Like they're setting off fireworks in this fucking, like this tiny bear. Like, I'm sorry, you're in Vietnam still. Like, yeah, if I, I know tomorrow is the day, but like <laughs> really like setting off fireworks and stuff like that. And like, not to say they deserve what happens here. But so someone throws a mortar in and the place goes to shit. Right. That's right. That's why I thought they were juggling grenades. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it was, they were playing a little grab ass yeah, in the barracks. Grab ass with and, fireworks. You know, that's all. Yeah. That's all. You know, just tossing fireworks around like you do. Yeah. And, and then... <laughs> so they pull over. See, this is the thing. This movie, little bit of a, a little bit of a lag, like not a slow start, but a little bit of a lag once we get going into the second act kind of a thing. Because we're just making another pit stop. And this is the pit stop where the kid gets out, and he's like kind of buddies with, with Rutger now. And he's well, like... the story. The story kind of... Yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah, yeah. 
The story did exactly what it was supposed to do. It's made this kid fall for it. <laughs> but uh, so he's like, he runs to a payphone, and Rucker like hangs up on him, and he's like, "Hey, I gotta call my mom," and he's like, eh, "Your mom's dead." Well, it's amazing. <laughs> he goes down. He's like, "Look, Billy, I got something to tell you." And then they do this crane shot, like it's the end of the majestic. <laughs> That's a, good, I, that's a good reference. And like they, it, it did. Like he goes running off. He goes running off into the cornfields. Yeah. So all of yeah. a sudden we're north by northwesting here for a little bit. And it, this is when Slag and a like this is what I appreciate about about Slag. He does not outsource his goons. He hires local talent. Oh, that wasn't the Suicide Squad. <laughs> it was not the Suicide Squad. <laughs> the, the truck full of hillbillies. I was certain that was well, the, he, the Suicide Squad. That. Who knows how that movie's going to turn out, but if Tex Cobb was in it, yeah, I would be more excited. Oh, I'd that. be way more. Him as the gator person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm Gator Man or something. Well, they got <laughs> Killer Croc. Killer that's Croc. What that's is, what I'm yeah. thinking about. Oh, that's what you meant when you said gator, gator Man. man. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so we're running through these cornfields, and this is what I appreciate about Slag. He's hiring the local talent. Because, yeah. yeah, he's a big Reno so-and-so. Of the you know of the Reno mafioso, and we don't even know really how he's tracked them down. No, it's, no. it is completely not explained at all. I imagine it's kind of like wildling calls. <laughs> like he just goes into like the middle of town and just does like a wah, right, wah. and then uh, the other hillbillies, yeah, like, hillbilly like, call out. Yep. Oh, I saw a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, yeah, the banjo is flipping the fuck out, and we are hillbilly hunting this kid in the cornfield. And Rutger Hauer, again, just using his using his hearing powers so good. to daredevil these people. He tricks a dude into shooting another dude. Awesome. Yeah. Then yeah. just straight up murders the other guy. Really? Oh, this is the guy I think that he jams it in and then pulls the sword up, thus cutting him in half. Yeah, there. This is. There, I mean, he, there's a couple of those as we'll get to the end. Of I this. mean, it's just amazing. He fertilizes those crops. Because <laughs> oh, you know, all, when you die, you also shit. Yes, that's so why it's I was, double too. Yes, yeah. there's a weird moment where we cut back to McCready, and it's like, so slag messed up or whatever. This guy's a ninja or something, boss, and he's like. <laughs> Then get me Bruce Lee. And this guy's just like, uh, Bruce Lee's dead. And he's like, all right, well, get me Bruce Lee's brother. A martial artist, perhaps, sir? Yeah. You're just like, Jesus Christ, McCready. Come on. Bruce Lee's brother. <laughs> yeah, get me Fred Lee. Take this guy out. Uh, so we, f- we make it to Reno, like, after this cornfield incident. And... Uh, then they're instantly kidnapped by Nick Cassavetes and another guy. Oh, by the way, uh, this is my favorite. Nick Cassavetes is Lyle. The other guy? Tector. Oh, Tector. Yeah. Tector is well, his Tector? name. Tector well, is the name. Lyle and Tector, it's a reference to um, some big Western movie that I can't think of right now. Lyle and Tector are characters in other movies. Oh, are they? Yeah. But... You know, so we got a shared cinematic universe. Huh? Oh. I think that's what we're led to believe. Blind Fury and whatever movie of the, I don't know if it's Magnificent Seven and or the Naked Spur. <laughs> so they're put, they put the kid and Rutger Hauer in this van. Yes. They're kidnapping them. And yes. this is, they got Nick Cassavetes, this dude Tector, and then the lady friend. Yes. 
uh, who girl. I, I guess she was used as bait or something. I don't really remember what the situation well, that's, was. Like she's staying at this house. I think she is bait. Like I think she's just like to get them in the door. Right. Um, but I don't like like again. They don't really make it clear exactly what her relationship to Terry O'Quinn is. Like she just kind of like goes in and says hi to him once. Oh, it's a Wild Bunch reference. Oh yes, uh, there we go. Thank okay. You. Yeah, Lyle and Tector, uh, wild bunch but, people. So th- yeah, they have all three of them, and so in the back um, are the kid Billy and Parker. Yes, and so the sword gets through. This is an amazing trick that uh, Rutger Hauer's character pulls off here, because the sword gets thrown out the window, and Rutger's just like start counting. Yeah, count out loud, and the kid's like, "Okay." But did we notice before then that two things? One, Lyle cuts his finger and makes... Oh, grossest line I've heard in a while. Makes the show... Like, makes the show... What's the line? Lick my wound. Like, he cuts his thumb, and then he's like, Hey, hey, baby doll, I'm bleeding. How about you lick my wound? Also, check your ear. AIDS. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah, so she's got it. Yeah, like... (laughs) And meanwhile, in the but back, then, but the, then like it gets worse though because she does it, yeah. And then he's like, she starts biting him, and he's like, "Oh fuck yeah, harder! Oh yeah, baby, this is fantastic!" Like, and whoa, poor, whoa, whoa, poor Tector's just driving this van like I didn't sign up for that. Uh, <laughs> fuck that! I know. I mean, we're brothers, but like, man, no, no. I, you promised me no wound licking. Thankfully, by now, uh, Rutger Howard has freed himself of his chains. And it started to set shit on fire in the back of this truck. <laughs> I love this. Like, just the sheer not giving a shit about how you get out, just so long as you get out the van. Yeah. They're like, how are we going to get out of here? And he's like, just start stuff on fire. They'll figure it out. Hey, Billy, did you hear about what happened in Waco, Texas? <laughs> I'm going I'm to caress these motherfuckers. <laughs> you want a blaze? Let's make a blaze. <laughs> So this van's on fire, and they pull over, and they open the door, and this kid's hitting him in the mouth with a fire extinguisher. They're getting the foam all in their mouth, and then, like, he chucks it at at uh, 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 Nick Cassavetes and knocks him unconscious. What happens to the other guy? How's he get knocked down? I think he's, like, he's I like think a... I think Rucker Howard had knocked him with the door. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good move. And then uh, they, they grab the, the car... Uh, the 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 the, the late, van yeah the, the van late. they grab the van and now the, the woman's driving and they're they they have to turn around and go back and he makes Billy count this the uh, count exact backwards yeah. to get to the point where you know, they, they can find the cane yeah he stopped at like thirty four or something like that and he's like all right stop the van and we're just gonna get out and look for this and then, you know what I would have appreciated right here this is where like. Why are we going back for this sword? Little bit of sword backstory. This movie's only like 86 minutes long. Yeah. I could have used like, you know, four minutes sure. of sword backstory. Like, I got this from the people that rescued me in Vietnam. Something like well, that. Well, actually, I kind of like the, the, the training sequence. I kind of wanted more. I like, I, it, again, like, I get it. Cutting the squash is quite enthralling. But, Dude, uh, Let's see you do it. I understand. <laughs> I'm never going to have that chance. Oh, yeah. You're goddamn still, right you won't. I find cutting a vegetable to be the highest thing of martial art. It's just a little silly. It was like that, that what happened to him. It was like a good rescue, Don. <laughs> I was like, oh, that worked out for me. 
Yeah, this dude had no little Dieter experience. That's for sure. (laughs) Yes. That's for sure. Yeah, he looked out there. What would impress you if they hucked a fucking pig at him and he cut that pig? A live pig? Yeah. Maybe if they hucked Steve Zahn at him. Like he was another Christian Bale just cut him in half. It's like they made him cut up other POWs. (laughs) No, like I just want a norm like defeat your master type scene. Right. Okay. That's like that's all I'm talking about. I'm not talking about nothing crazy here. Well, that's what's sort of nice about this training thing because like there's no clear cut master. It's all like the village coming together to be like, yeah, we're gonna help this guy. Well, the one guy is training him. It's the one guy is the guy who is like. Well, you gotta have a guy who's like managing. Sure. The the outfit. So Chris, you wanted him to get to the point where he would strike down this master. (laughs) Yes. Well, and, yeah, and, now, care, and and become the lord of the village. Man. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> he never. He should never come home. <laughs> so then, like, they get the sword, and he accidentally steps on this woman's glasses. And at this point, these two hoodlums have stolen a car from, from an old lady. From these old ladies, and that's a great moment because they're just like, what? <laughs> And then, well, no, it's awesome because this badass granny like stands up and picks up a. <laughs> Pulls a like revolver out of her purse. It's a god killer, man. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's it's right out of Dirty Herald. And she's just like suck this dirt bags and just like starts firing at this car and like blows out the back windshield. And I'm like, this movie's so awesome. Even the grandmas are kicking ass. And then in the background, Sly's like, Mom, stop shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! What so a movie. they, so this lady's like, okay, well, I can't drive without my glasses. And Rutger Hauer's idea is, well, I can. The kid'll just navigate. <laughs> Cut to speeding through downtown Reno with a blind guy driving. Which, hello, this movie, nineteen eighty nine, a certain scent of a woman, nineteen ninety two. There's even more connections we'll get to later. Oh yeah, but this scene is crazy because Lyle and Tector are now. Brandishing firearms, shooting at this van in broad daylight downtown. Yeah, in the middle of day traffic. So we're going through these streets, like, firing wildly. And it's like, I was kind of wondering, what's more dangerous at this point? The gunfire or this blind man driving a van through crowded city streets? I don't know. He's almost driving. He's almost, like, knocking this one guy off the road. And the guy's like, oh, hey, what are you, blind? (laughs) And he just looks He turns and he's like, as a matter of fact, I am. (laughs) And And the guy puts on the brake like, go ahead. (laughs) Rucker Howard also says, what's your problem? (laughs) He's like, yes, I am. What's your problem? Well, the best thing is is that the the, the reason the woman isn't driving is because she lost her glasses. And she's like, I'm blind without my glasses. He's actually blind. Yeah, totally. What shit's going to be a little fuzzy for you? (laughs) This guy's blind as a bat. Oh, my God. And he does have sonar, <laughs> so that does help a little bit. A little bit. But they come, like, inches away from, like, crashing into a brick wall, which is pretty hilarious. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, Billy yells, stop! And then Rucker Howard slams on those brakes to the point where it instantly stops yeah. right before impact. So they get away. They get to, the, you know, this woman brings them to a safe house where there's, like, another friend and now this is it's very smart what this movie does at this point because this movie knows this kid totally sucks Mm -hmm. oh yeah so he's like listen hang out here on the movie sidelines while i go do some really cool shit without you (laughs) and i was like oh my god this movie has the brains to ditch the kid for a little bit awesome 
and he goes to like the hotel where he knows you know uh, McCready works and whatever it's, and right. Denny's the Denny's the casino. It's the casino. The, Den- the Denny's slots. Denny's casino and and twenty four hour breakfast. Yeah, and you can get a room if you find a dame you like. <laughs> no bed. Talk about a grand slam breakfast. <laughs> Just a blanket and pillows. I'm gonna floor. give you the moon over Miami. <laughs> oh, excuse me, my my hammy. Miami. There's a weird moment where he's sitting at a uh, roulette table. And oh, they, this is great. They do a... Uh, did you guys notice this for a second? They do a special effect to, like, show you how he can hear them from across the room. Because, like, he's sitting at this yes, roulette table. Too, yeah. And you see McCready and Slag and everybody, like, way off in the distance. Yeah. And you can hear what they're saying, but it's, like, kind of garbled with an audio filter. Yeah. And as they, you hear Rucker Hauer, like, listening to them, you see him listening to them yeah. from across yeah. the room. And it's like, and it's like, all right, that's like his, he's got superpowers, yeah. this yeah. movie confirms. Murdoching. Yeah. He's Matthew Murdoching. And, you know, as they get closer, the, like, the effect wears off. And you just hear them talking normally. They don't recognize him. They haven't met him yet. And oh, so man. he's just kind of gambling. And I don't understand... He's gambling for a really long time. He's made a lot of money at this roulette table. He's casing the yes. joint, man. <laughs> Is that what he's He's just sitting there getting the lay of the land? I think so. And it's like, I'm going to wait until, you know. I'm going to build up my empire here. Yeah, wait till I, you know, hear McCready come too close or something. And, you know, then I'll strike or whatever. And yeah. this is where we hear a little more about, like, McCready's problems, where it's like he has to sell these drugs to get out of debt he owes on the casino because the casino's been losing a lot of money or something. Like, worst vague drug trade operator ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And so they notice, like, oh, this dude's doing really well at the table. I think maybe this is why oh, he does right, it to, like, to get, get their noticed. attention or something. Right. And then he hears, like, this beeping thing going off, and you're like, what is that noise? And, you know, they're gambling and gambling and gambling. And the beeping's getting louder, and then Rucker takes out this sword. Well, it's they change the guy. A dude swaps out, yeah. right. Yeah. And so it's a new guy who's dealing or dropping the ball and taking the bets or whatever. And he hears the beeping, and he swipes at this guy's pocket. And a little, like, indicator thing <laughs> is in his pocket. Right, it says, like, the number it actually landed on. Yes. And then he uses the sword then to flip up the roulette thing, instantly exposing... The con. Like yes. He ins- in like two swipes of a sword, he exposes the fraudulent casino to everyone in the room. It's amazing. Like, they have like a magnetic thing going on with the, with the ball. The ball, yeah. yeah. And so, this, it's amazing because what happens next is one of my favorite parts of this movie. It's a good old-fashioned casino flip out. Because everyone is just like... They're fleecing us! And everyone starts, like, flipping tables and, and punching grabbing dealers. Chip. Oh, my God. It's mass hysteria. Yeah, chips are flying, and then we, Lyle and Tector finally catch up, and they're like, oh, what's going on in the boss's casino? <laughs> so they, they, they're they just preoccupied punching random customers in the face. Yeah, they got to punch their way through it, actually. And he's also overheard uh, the keypad to this, like, private elevator to get up to the penthouse yeah. or whatever because he's searching for terry o'quinn at this point and he's, he's heard or the lady has said like they keep him up at the top floor i've never he's i haven't some, seen he's him. somewhere in the building the guy at the top floor knows where he is oh is that what it is yeah. and so 
he makes his way over there, and a couple of like bodyguards try to catch him, but it doesn't. You know, it comes to nothing. He gets to the top floor, and did you notice who one of these uh, like beefcakes were? Oh, I don't know. The Tell guy me. with the mullet, um, the Asian fella, is uh, Tiger Chung Lee. He's the guy from the beginning of Red Heat that Arnold beats the shit out of in the snow. Oh, oh he, th- he yeah. throws out the window yeah, of the bathhouse yeah, yeah. and beats yeah, him to death. Nice. Same dude. Makes I, sense. I Playing this seeing, bodyguard. I love seeing that guy getting beaten to death. <laughs> and we're just getting more fights with these dudes and everything. And he finds Terry O'Quinn. He's locked in a in this this room, this broom closet, making this mess. You miss him getting he disarming these two guards. He gets to the fat man. McCready's fat man. Oh, right. It's like this. It's, this is like a mini, oh, the, the a older mi- gentleman. Yeah, the it's older. a mini boss in like a Texan hat. <laughs> like a Jabba do hut, but like I don't remember the. What does he do to this guy? He does the. He slices his uh, eyebrows off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the fat man. the fat guy. I don't understand this fat guy. Like it, it, the fat guy logic doesn't work. He's sitting there. He's a lazy shit. And all he's done, he's got a gun. Don't get me wrong, he's got yeah, a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Rutger Hauer comes up to him, and he's, like, taking out his blade, and he's like, you're going to tell me where Terrence O'Quinn is. Right. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> yeah. no, also, no, no. This dude has heard pray tell of the blind guy <laughs> fucking with all the other hoodlums. And I just remembered, this is actually the climax of, of a scene where He's like kind of like it's they're kind of running back and forth at each other. Yeah. And Rutger Howard at one point has to just run out of the room and like get away from everyone to regroup. Yes. And he's crawling on the ground. He's having flashbacks to Vietnam. Yes. And then we cut back to where he is crawling on the ground. And somehow he's gotten into like a musical equipment room. He's in like it's a ballroom, and yeah. he's on the stage, and there's guitars falling on it. But he's That's... just crawling. There's he's he's crawling. Onto a drum set with a guitar on his back, <laughs> making the loudest racket you ever heard. Like, what are you doing? This is around the time one of the funniest, like, most ridiculous lines in the movie is one of the guys goes, I'm going to put that blind guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> I fucking lost it. So, and so this is, it's pretty great because he's surrounded at this point. Well, yeah. this is way, way, we're skipping over a lot of stuff. Well, it's all just fighting and fucking. Well, I mean, they get I, well because they kidnap the kid and they kidnap the lady, and they're like, and Terrence O'Quinn and Rucker but that's How- but that's we're still at the hotel. But doesn't the rock concert thing happen at the? It happens at the end because the fat guy the that he just cut the eyebrows off of gets yeah. killed there. Oh, I see. Well, the hmm. the point about the eyebrows <laughs> was he he swipes at this dude's face. And you just see a fake pair of eyebrows just fall on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good gag. This movie has a sense of humor about stuff. No, yeah. I've, like, that stuff was what like really drives it, I think. Yeah. So in the spirit of how we're going to get out of this enclosed <laughs> space, let's set this meth lab on fire. Terry O'Quinn's like dumping chemicals all over the place. He takes like the one box of blue meth, I guess for posterity. I don't really understand why he keeps it with him. I think just to have like a coin in the game, like just in case, like because I yeah. mean, it turns out he does need it. Oh, he definitely needs it. <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> I mean, I think it's just good to have a chip in the game. I would do the same thing. So they escape from the hotel and they go back to the safe house and he's like, your son's here. Don't worry about it. Yeah. They get in there, 
this lady who barely has a name, like the friend who owns this house, is just shot in the head, and the kid's kidnapped, and the the lady friend showgirl is, is yeah Annie. And so it's like you have to meet us at this ski resort for some reason. And I was like, skiing in Nevada? Like, where are we going? I mean, I guess it. it, I'm sure it exists. What are you going up there to meet Matthew Amalric? Like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on here? Any good villain has a good ski lodge hideout. I guess that's true. It is the late '80s. (laughs) Well, there's a weird thing. We're going up on like the big ski lift up to the lodge, and we have the Terry O'Quinn. And Rutger Hauer heart to heart where he's like, Rutger's like, you know, by the way, I want to tell you like, yeah, I was mad you're responsible for blinding me in Vietnam, but uh, I got over it and I'm a different person. But, you know, we're cool. Like the patience on this man. Like it's all practice. It's all thanks to those villagers. I would have been so petty. I would have been like, (laughs) even if you turned into a supernatural being because of that experience, I, I still think I have to give him one like good like, fuck you, dude. I mean, I think even Matt Murdock is still kind of pissed off oh, at yeah. that truck driver. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, man. Come on, everyone. <laughs> this, I mean, stop with I the mean, baggage. I don't think Stick, you know, totally turned him. Yeah. All right. Terry O'Quinn mentioned something in the ski lift, too, about how he's made, quote, bathtub napalm. <laughs> Good God. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's something you want to be brewing at home. Yeah, in a bathtub. <laughs> Some homemade napalm. Yikes. I've made that in the toilet, not in the uh, tub. <laughs> well, th- it's just, it, it, it suggests that you're, like, so poor, you, like, you, you, you deal in napalm, but you're so poor you have to make it in a bathtub. So the ski lift gets to the top of the thing, and all the dudes are there waiting for them, and they open fire on this thing, really shoot the shit out of it good. And... Nick Cassavetes has another disgusting line where he's like, that thing's got more holes than daddy's rubbers. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, oh, for the love of God. Oh, man, do we need his origin story? (laughs) You can fit it in here. Again, like I said, this is ASME. You want to fit in five minutes of figuring out how this guy with, is it a sleeveless cowboy shirt? It is, isn't it? Yes. It's a sleeveless cowboy shirt. Somehow we figured that out. It doesn't look... Like homemade, either. No, someone tailored that shirt to look like. No, that. that's you know, <laughs> that's intentional. <laughs> <laughs> someone paid good money. Idiot for that. brother co. Yeah. Oh man. But so you know, I don't understand how they got out of the the ski lift thing. They go underneath. There's like a like. I guess they went under. I see how the movie tries to present that, but it is the tiniest little yeah. hole. Danny DeVito is not fitting through that hole. Well, yeah. But he's a round shape. Yeah, he's a little... He's he got, got a string bean like Terrence O'Quinn. I guess so, but they could have done a better job at opening up that floor. I don't know how they're getting all their packs and stuff down there, too. Yeah, that's a little the, dubious. You're dragging but, all the homemade napalm. <laughs> well, that's as well. Your bathtub napalm's on your person. You your, know. Your, your little Which he jug. totally drops on the floor of this like people mover, and Rucker Howard's like, fuck! And he's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. It's good. I got it. I'm Re- sorry. Really? Are you sure? You just told me that's napalm. Which And here's the thing. Rucker Hauer's got to be shitting his pants a little bit because here's the guy who was a coward in Vietnam. Right. And he's his number two for this final battle. And he's dropping napalm on the floor. Right. Get your shit together. Maybe if that explodes, I'll become not blind. 
Yeah, maybe right? that's got to be the same the guy who did that's, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a magic <laughs> trick. Oh, I see what you're saying. But anyway, they get underneath, uh, and now um, we're fighting in a hallway. Fighting in a hallway, this is the best. This is because th- this is where his cowardice comes back into play. <laughs> it's because they're both in the middle of this place, and like Lyle and Tector and Hank and Hulk and Jack and Dink <laughs> and whatever the hell else. <laughs> doink the clown. Yeah, Dink and Doink don't leave each other's <laughs> side. They were both there. The Doink twins <laughs> are there as well. Well, they weren't twins. One was tall and one was a tiny person. Uh-huh. I, 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 Dink and Doink, the WWF wrestlers yeah, that were clowns? Sure. No, but what was their relationship? Were they, were they fucking or were they related? Uh, possibly both. It is professional wrestling. Yeah, oh, they yeah, could. Right. That's, that's a wheel, it's an unwieldy backstory. I think they were just circus buddies that liked a good wrestling match. All right, fair enough. I Fine. mean, you call it what you want. Just don't don't rub it in my face. You know, face. I can live with blinders on, too, Andrew. <laughs> I decide not to. Speaking of living with blinders on, Rutger Hauer. <laughs> but Rutger, so Rutger Hauer and Terrence O'Quinn are stuck in the middle of this hallway, and they're being like, like guns are going off. They cannot move. Terrence right. O'Quinn gets one move to go, and like Rutger Hauer's like, just go. But wait for me at this place. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because I need you to do this thing for me. Yep. And <laughs> so he's like, okay, go. Go, go, go. Terrence O'Quinn just bails. He just books it. He books it. Again. Uh. Like, number two, I am shooting this guy when I see him next. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> or, like, at least, like, a, a good smacking. So this is awesome, though. So Nick Cassavetes has, like, Rucker Howard puts his sword up to his mouth or something. I don't really remember what happens here, but like I remember the sword in the mouth, and I was like shuddering. Like that was a real <laughs> visceral reaction. Of course, he's just laughing, and he's like, la, 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 la. "Oh yeah, your sword's so fucking sexy. I'm a weirdo assassin guy." Yeah, he's ready to die. He's ready to go to hell tonight, and he winds up uh, tricking. Or it's not a trick, but like Nick Cassavetes shoots Tector in the head. Like through the cowboy hat, is oh, that what happens? Right. Yeah, they. Act, I think they accidentally take each other out, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because doesn't that happen? But is that at the rock concert fight off that we're at now? Um, I mean, it's uh, that's how they die. Yeah. I don't. I don't know the order of killing because right. there's a lot of fucking killing. Yeah, in this there is. Movie. I think this might be where they where he goes on the floor. What yeah. I was saying earlier. Yeah, I'm sorry to be jumping around too much. Yeah, it's it's a jumble. Oh, oh, oh it's a jumble. Because there's so much. Awesome shit happening. You cannot keep track of it. Yeah, you cannot count the awesome in this movie. It's eighty six minutes of pure gold. But on the cherry on top of this, uh, this like rock concert massacre that's going on. <laughs> that's, that that, that's a title for a movie. The best line of the movie happens in here because they surround him, and he stands up. And is it Terry O'Quinn who takes out the lights? Yes. So the lights go out, complete darkness, and they're like, where is he? Where is he? What's going on? And one guy says, like, I can't see him in all this darkness. And Rutger Hauer, like Batman, like sneaks up behind him and goes, that's where I live. (laughs) And starts breaking necks with Gerard Butler. Just (laughs) slicing and Dyson! Oh my god. He takes out like eight guys. Tex, Butch, Dink, Doink, Fred, Fart. They're all getting (laughs) taken out. Oh, it's amazing. Man, he cut Fart. (laughs) Laying waste. Yeah. And the pig who had his eyebrows cut off, he's the last one. (laughs) The pig. 
and he gets his taint cut. He's gutted. Oh yeah. Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottoms up, eyebrowless old man. Your <laughs> intestines are falling out through your taint. It's crazy. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I mean, I've never seen an old man get murdered like this. Oh, that man. guy that guy died nine times in half a second. <laughs> I love it. It oh, should happen God. more often. <laughs> so, then so then McGrady comes back out and he's like, McCready time. so you oh. think you've taken out all my guys? Well, I sent slag. What, yeah, uh, but what the, you line, the line, when he, right, right before he says that, McCready goes, well, 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 Mr. Blind Man. <laughs> Again, you know what, McCready? Mr. Blind Man? You can't get this drug operation off the ground. You can't keep a casino afloat. And you've got terrible one-liners. Worst villain ever. Yeah, he's a pretty terrible villain. <laughs> Mr. Bl- Bl- blind Man, yeah. Nailed him. <laughs> and this is where, like, listen, when you get the vague drug trade and you get so deep into that shit, and you keep on going to the top, going to the top, eventually a ninja shows up. Right? <laughs> it, I happened, mean, it has to. I mean, it happens in Marvel's Daredevil. It happens yep. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Too much drugs going around, there's going to be a Japanese swordsman. Because that guy's cleaning house because that dude's not fucking around. Yeah. So here, Shogashugi comes in, and he's just ready to rock. I paid a pretty penny for this. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And, for a show. and we just get down to some fucking fighting. Oh, and it's great. Oh, it's so good. Fighting, fighting, fighting. Totally great. Oh, At one st- point, you feel like, well, this j- just might not come to anything, but like a wire falls down by this hot tub kind of precariously. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, Rutger is standing up on the hot tub. And I'm like, is this the first movie where like someone has dangerously hovered above a hot tub? <laughs> And long story short, Rutger dumps this dude in this electrified hot tub. Oh, yeah, because this dude, excuse me, they're, they're sword fighting, they're sword fighting. This dude grabs a, uh, a line from the ceiling and swings across the hot tub to try to get one on Rutger here. Yep. Rutger just cuts the, the fucking wire out from under him. Yep. Boom. You got yourself an electrocuted... Uh, Ninja. Uh, yeah. Ninja master. Zap town, dude. One-way ticket to Zap Town, and he is just electrocuted. Oh, man, is it great. Fantastic. And so now, because it's a video game, we've got the second-to-last bad guy, which here's Slag, back in action. And Rutger Hauer, like, from across the room, throws a sword at him? Yeah. Badass. He's done with it at this point. He's, like... Killed Slag twice already. And, like, you know, he Slag gets stabbed. He pulls the sword out. He throws it to the floor. Yep. Now we're into some serious trouble here. What is Rucker Howard going to do? And, folks, let me tell you, new favorite villain death in this movie. It's like he, he gets up, like, near a window, yep. of course. Yep. Cuts him right in half. Slices yeah. him up. But this is what's great about how they do it. Slices him up. The force throws slag out the window. And remember, everybody, we're on the top of a huge mountain. And he's fallen down this mountain. And just before he's out of sight, you see the little cartoon split in half. And you want to get, if you really want to get angry at George Lucas. Yes, this is exactly (laughs) where it's from. This is where Darth Maul. He gets Darth Mauled. He got Darth Mauled. This is where it's from. I don't don't give a fuck if you think he wrote those movies in the (laughs) 70s. (laughs) 
it is almost exactly the same shot. Like, this, almost it's, exactly. It's, yep, it's exactly the same shot. This is exactly where the gobbler got the idea to do that scene. It's all so much is connected from Blind Fury. If we did not have Blind Fury, we would be an empty society. I had to rewind it because it was early in the morning. I was just watching it on my laptop. I was so tired. I was like, I can't even hook this shit up to the TV. <laughs> We're just watching it on the laptop. And I'd been like sipping coffee and just kind of distracted. And I was like, that motherfucker just break in half. <laughs> I had to rewind it. And I was like, greatest death ever. <laughs> but you're totally right. He gets Darth Mauled. Or rather, Darth Maul gets slagged. Yes, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Much better. That's it. Now, this is what I... I guess I totally fucking missed it. But what happens to McCready? Because the next thing I know, we're getting ready to you know reunite families, and we're at the bus station again. I thought he was just got cut up. I thought it was a good old good old fashioned cut job. Yeah, probably. But is it before <laughs> or after the slag murder? Oh no, it's it's after. Right, but I I really think he's kind of like an afterthought. No, I he is. He, he totally is. He definitely like, is an afterthought. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe the fuzz picks him up. Yeah, whatever. I would like to think that he was also gutted in some fashion to keep the consistency with everything. I'm sure he was. But so we're reunited. You know, we're all getting on a bus. It's a big happy family. It's my two dads, you know. And um, Rucker Howard's like, you know what? You got to work on building this family. You know, I'm like any good samurai. I'm just going to walk off, be on my own, be the lone wolf. You and know the what? kid's like flipping the <laughs> fuck out about it. Yeah. He's like, I don't really even know this guy. I've, my parents have been divorced for years. Your Uncle Nick. Well, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> and Rucker Hauer walks off, basically. And this kid's throwing a tantrum, but I love tantrum. you. Uh, and like, uh, how, I how, hate you. How could you leave me? And like, dude, how? I mean, like, not. I mean, I'm sure, yes, the kid, I feel bad for the kid, but like, Terrence O'Quinn is like. I lost my wife. Yep. I just, like, I'm trying to get my life back. I was held captive, making meth for fucking weeks. <laughs> he is he is more like a season five Jesse Pinkman than he is a Heisenberg. Yeah, yeah. he's, like, burnt out, and now his shitty kid. Oh, yeah, It's just like, I want Uncle Nick. Give me Uncle Nick. And you know, so you know what? <laughs> Fine. Go with Uncle Nick, then. It's fucking Uncle Nick crosses the street. A bus comes by, and he's gone. <laughs> the best trick the devil ever pulled. <laughs> well, there's a, the the biggest bullshit line in this movie is this terrible kid is like pouting down the street and he's like, Uncle Nick, I hate you. Or no, what is, it goes, Uncle Nick, I need you. I hate you. I love you. And I'm like, you know, someday, kid, you're going to get in a traffic altercation and someone's going to shoot you in both your arms. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then he throws his like toy dinosaur thing over the overpass, right? And Rucker Howard's walking under it, and he, and, like, I presume on water. It's a repeat. Yes. It's a it's a callback to the beginning of the movie when when Rucker first shows up at the house. This he kid's catches, got this yeah. little dinosaur statue, and he throws it out the window, and Rucker catches it. And it's the same. He throws the same statue off this bridge, like I hate you fucking forever, and he catches it like. I'll always remember him by this shitty clay model he made. <laughs> I always when, when when that happened, I pictured like twenty years from then. Yeah, Rucker Howard's gonna come come into the dusty old town, visit this kid <laughs> working at that gas station his parents owned, <laughs> and be like, "Look, I kept it after all these years. Uncle Nick was always with you." And this kid's just like, "Who?" 
He's strung out on meth. I don't remember you. Do you want, like, pack of lucky strikes for it? (laughs) My real dad's Patrick Duffy. My stepmom was Suzanne Summers. You guys ever watch that show? What? Step by Step? No. No, I did oh, not watch the shit it. out of that show. No, I did not. That's I what watched, this kid I mean, was on. That was his biggest thing. No, I just like, I remember, the only thing I know about Step by Step is the credit sequence. Oh, yeah. That's one of the most famous theme songs of the 1990s. The roller coaster and all that. That Full House, Urkel, they were all great. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched a single episode of it, though. Yeah, I mean, you're not missing much. <laughs> the two interesting things about this movie, one's great, one's a disappointment. One, produced by Tim Matheson. Tim yeah. Matheson yeah. Passion Project. He spent years trying to get this off the ground. Well, that was the thing is I, I, I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's just some guy who's also named Tim Matheson. That's yeah, you're going to find that real. guy's IMDb, <laughs> and it's going to be Tim Matheson, parentheses, number two in Roman numerals. <laughs> but no, it's actual Animal yeah. House Tim Matheson wanted to adapt an American Zatoichi. It's great. God bless him. Yeah. He gave me something. Thank you, Tim <laughs> Matheson. This movie's fucking awesome. This, now movie, for the... this movie was my Uncle Nick. <laughs> I needed this movie. Now, let me tell you the bad news, though. Uh-oh. They immediately tried to turn around a sequel that never materialized. Can you imagine? I would love it. Another round of this movie. You know what? You could still make this movie now. Rutger Hauer, you can make the sequel. Yeah, do it. He's still just wandering around. You could bring that goddamn toy dinosaur to the gas station, like I said. And then maybe, (laughs) I don't know, maybe there's some type of uh, robbery. No, like he would have to, it would be like a new kid. Like he would have to be like training a kid. I would prefer you're still running around. For for whatever reason, maybe... uh, Terry O'Quinn is murdered. Sure. Oh, you know, and yeah. it turns out it's like a crooked army colonel or something like that. Oh, yeah. Someone from their old division. Played by Powers Booth. Yes! Or Michael Ironside. Either No, or. it's always Powers Booth. <laughs> it's almost always Powers until, Booth. Until Powers Booth says no, and then it's Michael Ironside. <laughs> then it's Michael Ironside. Because that's a definite yes. <laughs> Now, who's recommending this movie? Oh, I am, definitely. You yeah. should see this immediately. I think it kind of goes without saying for oh, me yeah. as well. Chris Cabin, Absolutely. what are you saying? Oh, yeah. This yeah. is a great movie. It's a good movie. What yeah. a fantastic time. <laughs> what a fantastic 80-some-odd minutes We had so was. much fun with it, we couldn't, even, you know, we couldn't remember it. <laughs> in, in a way, it's all just a blur of swords, guts, and kicking ass. And that's also a credit to the movie because we were absorbed into it, having fun with it, and we weren't really thinking about, oh, we got to talk about it. Yeah, I wasn't sitting here writing down endless plot points in my phone so no, I remember the all. movie. I was enjoying it. Like, I was caught up enjoying this movie. Several points, I was like, oh, fuck, we're doing an episode on this. <laughs> Look alive, asshole. Yeah. You know, I, I, oh, my God, what fun. What great fun, Blind Fury. And it's like, if you've only seen that little internet clip of a kid just getting the rock spit in his face, that's only the beginning. Oh, yeah. That's just half the story right there. (laughs) Half the story? (laughs) Okay. Uh, An eighth, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's closer. (laughs) A a little, a pebble. (laughs) That's the fantastic Blind Fury from 1989, directed by Philip Noyce. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Check out the other shows on the network. 
visit sideshownetwork.tv. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at WHM Podcast. If you have not got the Gilbert Gottfried episode yet, please go download that. We had a fantastic time chatting with him a couple weeks ago. It was a lot of fun. Uh, right into the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Have you seen this movie? Is this one of the greatest American Ninja movies of all time? I think so. Sorry, Michael Dudikoff and American Ninja and all that nonsense. Oh, man, he's going to take that hard. I know. I'm sorry. Well, that fourth movie, there's a weird pedophile villain in yeah, it. Yeah, creeps I mean, me out. Oh, yeah, he's like licking little boys' faces and stuff. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> it <laughs> just might Maybe. be a stay tuned. Yeah, it's would... been a while since I've seen American Ninja 4, which is something <laughs> no one should say ever. <laughs> it's either I haven't seen it or, yeah, I saw it and who cares. But I'm like, oh, I ought to rewatch that. Yeah, licking faces. Uh, clue for next week's episode, basketball. The clue for next week's episode is basketball. And you know what? I'm just going to say it's the Basketball Diaries. <laughs> Spoiler no, no. alert. Uh, We're um, ripping on the Basketball Diaries. I kid. I kid, of course. It it's is not the Basketball so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so tune in next week where we might be making fun of the Basketball Diaries. Possibly. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy.